I was a student athlete in college, and the fact that I was an athlete is probably the only reason I survived this. But I was violently attacked and stabbed multiple times in the chest and throat and hands trying to defend myself. And it was a random act of violence. I basically turned the wrong corner at the wrong time, and I had a near-death experience because of it. So this is a situation where you know, multiple stab wounds, losing a crazy amount of blood, not being able to get to a medical facility in time, and kind of being left on the side of a curb to die. This is Nigel Thomas, and this, ladies and gentlemen, is the Ecom Alphas podcast. So this week, I was joined on the podcast by two guys who've got quite an incredible backstory, actually. One of them, Les, who's a cancer survivor, and the other one, Brendan, who'd been through the most traumatic experience and was left with PTSD. Now, together, these guys have a wealth of experience in marketing, in advertising, in product development, and they came together and they wanted to build a brand and in the natural product space. And whilst others see them as just a CBD brand, that isn't how they see themselves. They really believe in the natural products and bringing those to the world. And they talk through how their past experiences have impacted building the brand, the challenges they faced building the brand in this sector and what they're doing now, considering we are looking going into a recession, how to be savvy, not only on the marketing side, but everything to do with building the direct-to-consumer brand. This is part one of the two-part series with these guys. You'll certainly learn a lot, and they're just great fun to be around. So without further ado, this is my conversation with Les and Brendan from Raw Botanics. Thanks, Les and Brendan, for being on the show today. Really pleasure to have you both. So for anyone who don't know about you guys, what is your brand all about and what do you do in the marketplace? Our brand's about bringing natural wellness to people through adaptogenic products. And at the forefront of those products is functional mushrooms. So we're trying to incorporate a spectrum of adaptogenic plants and fungi that work synergistically together that can then enhance the well-being of our customer. That's what we're here to do. It's interesting because when I was doing a bit of research on you guys, all of the people that I've interviewed on this podcast so far, I don't think many have the amount of experience you do. I mean, especially on the marketing side, I know there's a lot of other areas of the business, but just delving into that, maybe we want to touch on Jacob Tyler and your experience there. You know, obviously such a, you know, well-acclaimed advertising and branding agency. And I'm curious to hear, obviously, how that experience, as well as everything else, has really impacted things. And more so maybe from yours and, you know, Les's sides, like how you really both use your experience, come together and, you know, you're working cohesively to build this brand. Yeah, sure. And, uh, you know, it's ironic that, you know, both um, both Brendan and I actually know each other from the Entrepreneurs Organization in San Diego. And um, we're actually both agency owners, just different types of agencies. And mine is a more branding and creative agency. And his is more of a direct uh, app download marketing style agency. Uh, you know, a lot of data. He's more data focused. But, but from a standpoint of just so I founded Jacob Tyler 22 years ago, and yes, I have a ton of experience and 
in marketing and creative and branding. It turns out a lot of that experience doesn't translate to CBD, believe it or not. So we're learning even as we go, even as a veteran of marketing. But I think the, the real key for us is, is when we started this company together as friends, we knew we were marketers, but it wasn't the reason why we started the business. We both had a passion for wellness. In fact, Brendan is much more of a, frankly, biohacker than I am, but he is um, a PTSD survivor. He had a very bad situation that I can let him talk about. I'm a two-time cancer survivor, so I understand the value of, frankly, THC and what that did for me during, the, during that time. And these type, what these types of products and how they can help from an anxiety level, from a nausea level, from an immunity level. And um, we just really focused on trying to build a brand that had really just great ingredients that actually work. You know, um, did I think that I would be able to grow the business much faster with my marketing expertise? Yes. Did that happen? No, it's really, really challenging with the uh, laws and regulations relevant to CBD. And, and we also didn't anticipate how much education consumers still need about how these products are to, are to be used with the functional mushrooms, the custom terpene profiles, the adaptogens, and obviously the cannabinoids. So we have just a lot of explanation to do to our customers. And we're just doing our best to do that and really spread the word that these can be helpful and they're real products. It's not, it's not a gimmick. Yeah, no, for sure. And the fact that it is so hard with the laws and obviously you really are up against it in this industry. I mean, it's hard enough building a brand, but to build a brand in this space with CBD functional mushrooms, did that put you off at all? Or was the fact that from your personal experiences, how much you believed in this product that you knew it was just going to help so many people that you just wanted to push through those barriers? Well, as they say, ignorance is bliss. So <laughs> it didn't put us off in the sense that we're, we're driving businesses. We know how challenging those are. We've together, like we have battle scars. We've been through everything you can imagine as entrepreneurs. So when you present a challenge to us, it's not going to, it's really not going to phase us. We're just going to say, okay, this is in actuality, when we saw that it was going to be a big challenge, the first thing that came to mind for both of us is, okay, well, that keeps a lot of people out. So let's go. And so I, I, I think we were excited about it. It didn't turn us off uh, in terms of an opportunity. We did realize it was going to be a challenge. And then when we entered the, uh, the industry, we tried, when we started to market, what we learned was that it was going to be way more difficult. Uh, than we had anticipated. And I really think that this is going to be scary to a lot of people to hear. I mean, as two guys with over 40 years combined experience in marketing and online marketing, we are we found it and continue to find it challenging. And I just can't even imagine these, these brands that come in with, with founders who are passionate about a product, maybe no farming or maybe no products, but haven't ever done any online or any kind of marketing how challenging it must be for them. So I say, you know, I think that we do have a little bit of a leg up, but we're still facing the same challenge everyone else is. And, um, and we're learning as we go. And there's just, there's no way around. That. Well, and then on top of that, just, we do actually believe in the products like big time. So we're passionate on that side and we've invested a lot of our own money into 
creating the, you know, the, the better widget, right? Like we want the best ingredients. We're, we're searching for the best formulas. We're talking to scientists. We're talking to formulators because we know it can actually work. And just briefly, we actually, ironically, you're in the UK. We bought the rock. We bought the Robotanis company out of the UK. The brand had already started there. And we thought it was going to be, frankly, much easier to take their assets and convert them. And when I, when Brendan actually found the company and brought it up to me, and as a, an expert brander, as you might say, with that experience, I heard the Robotanics company and Robotanics. And I was like, wow, I can, I can brand the hell out of that. You know, this is going to, that's such a great name. There's a lot we can do with it. And so we had a, that was really fun for me. But when we got the products, they didn't live up to our expectations of ingredients. So we actually really just bought the name. We reformulated everything, you know, from the ground up. There's not one thing we used that was the same and added tons of different ingredients after talking to formulators is from a standpoint of how they can affect the body. And the simple example is, you know, our rest product has CBD plus CBN, which is a sedative um, plus raishi mushroom, which is a sedative, plus linalool and neurolidol, which are sedative terpenes. You know, so we're trying to combine those ingredients so that we get a better entourage effect without THC. If you knew what you knew now, looking back, would you have just started your own company and not bothered with the acquisition? I don't know. I mean, maybe, but it, to be honest, we love the name, so we're okay with it. The two founders of Rum Tanks in the UK that we acquired it from were great guys who were really interesting. So that relationship was, I think, a, a good one. And that's a reason why I would probably go back and doing it, building entrepreneurial synergies with people. It also enables us to sell in the UK. That's a, that's a huge advantage. So we have all the right kind of paperwork for that. Like, Even though that's really challenging. That's actually. really challenging. Yeah, so I, and I also think that like, when you look at how you start a business, it, it's gonna be a grind no matter what. But when you start with something, that someone else already put their, if it's good, like this was, where they already put all this blood, sweat, and tears into it, you're taking it over from somebody and there's this emotional connection that builds that is different than maybe starting something from scratch. You started from scratch. I think when you see all the difficult times, you may look at it and say, oh, let's just, let's move on. It's too hard. But when you're taking someone else's project, at least for the two of us, you're taking over someone's legacy, you're taking over someone's passion and their blood, sweat, tears, and you want to make it succeed, not only for yourselves, but you want to make it succeed for the, the founders who started it. So it becomes this kind of organic, beautiful, awesome thing that you maybe could be more passionate about. And I think in our case, we wanted to champion that and, and, uh, and you can see that in the work we've put into it. Yeah, no, that's actually a really good point. Having that accountability and responsibility almost like, yeah. And I often use the analogy of starting the businesses. It's like pushing a stationary train. You know, at the start, it's so hard. There's so much effort that needs to be put into it. So anything you can do to, you know, get that bit of momentum. And obviously once it starts picking up steam, it's all about trying to keep it on the tracks, right? I know that's a little bit harder in your guys' industry, but just taking a step back for a second, I know if you don't mind sharing, you had a, a really bad experience or you know traumatic experience back in college. And this is one of the reasons I believe for starting the brand. So would you mind just sharing a little bit about that and obviously how it's connected to everything that you guys are doing? 
Yeah, I was a student athlete um, in college. And the fact that I was an athlete is probably the only reason I survived this. I was in pretty good condition, but I was violently attacked and stabbed multiple times in the chest and throat and hands trying to defend myself. And it was a random act of violence. I basically turned the wrong corner at the wrong time. And I had a near-death experience because of it. So this is a situation where, you know, multiple stab wounds, losing a crazy amount of blood, not being able to get to a medical facility in time, and kind of being left on the side of a, a curb to die and having a series of near-death experiences that uh, led to years of very traumatic uh, PTSD symptoms. And the biggest one being a lack of or inability to sleep and this nervousness when I go out in public around other people. So I went from a very socially bold type person at 18 years old to a guy that was sitting in you know my apartment playing my guitar and hanging out. I was doing okay, but like I could not go outside. I couldn't sleep. So I started building products then or using adaptogenic herbs at that point to try to help me relax. So it was a combination of looking to help me relax, looking for products that, that you know, enhance my well-being, but also the fact that as a, someone who has severe PTSD and not able to sleep, I had all the time on my hands, right? So I was up at 4 a.m. So I would work a full-time job for a marketing agency in New York where I got my start. I would then come home and I would work on my own ad agency that I was trying to launch until three in the morning, four in the morning. I couldn't sleep anyway. I would then get up at 6 a.m., go to the gym, work out, have a cup of coffee, and then start the grind again at 9 a.m. or 8 a.m. for the agency I worked at. I did that day in and day out for years. And so sleeping a few hours a night. What that did to me was caused even worse problems. And it wasn't until Really, like 20 years later that I started figuring out some of these biohacks, you know, I didn't want to rely on prescription pills ever. I've always been interested in natural wellness. So I started toying with mostly mushrooms. These are functional mushrooms like a reishi mushroom, uh, ashwagandha, different and, and making different kind of teas uh, is what I was doing. And then someone turned me on to CBD. And from CBD, I went into CBN and other uh, cannabinoids. And the, the effect these things had on my well-being, especially for sleep, unbelievable, game changer. And if I could go back to when I was 18 years old, and instead of those doctors saying, hey, take this pain pill, take this sleeping pill, take this opioid, you know, all this crazy stuff they push in you. If someone had said to me, there's a cannabis plant that can solve all your problems, man, that would have been game changer for me. Maybe I would have continued on with athletics. I, I you know, I couldn't really do that. Anyway. So that's kind of how it all, you know, started, culminated, culminated with that. Well, you know, the funny thing that Brendan was just saying too is, you know, we, uh, it's crazy to me just based on, you know, how well products work. And I mean, look, everybody is different, right? So everyone's going to have different reactions to different things, whether it's prescription drugs, it doesn't matter. But, you know, we've had people use our pain relief cream or our restore product with CBG in it. And literally say to me, you know, or write me or say, you know, I haven't been this pain free in years. Like, I actually think that they're exaggerating, you know, or they're trying to just be nice. So, you know, like, I, cause I can't believe how well it just helps them. And I'll literally call them and say, you know, are you being serious? Can you, you know, just be honest with me about it? They're like, never been more serious in my life. We're looking to get into, perhaps get into more hotels and stuff like that. And we, we met a gentleman 
and I sent him some of our rest products, right? And so we talked to him. He's like, wow, this really works. I, I haven't slept well in 20 years and I'm sleeping really well now. And I kind of, I thought he was kind of blowing a little smoke, to be honest, you know, just to be nice since we sent him free product. Until a few weeks later, we got an order from him with no discount, you know, on the website. And then I called him up. I'm like, whoa, you, you really do love this. He's like, I can't live without it. You know, he's like, you know, please, let's talk more. I'd love to get you into shows and do other things. And, you know, and that was shocking to me, not because I use the products and it works for me, but it, it's just really great when you hear how well it helps someone else. And they're so emphatic about how great they felt. You know, it's just always weird to me, you know, even though it works for me. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, obviously, Les, from your side, you've been through your own struggles, you know, a two-time cancer survivor. And I'm interested to, to hear how these products have helped you in your journey. Well, you know, so when I, when I had cancer, so I'm 52 now, I was 30 and 31. Unfortunately, back then, frankly, the internet was out, you know, but the, even the information that you could get was really difficult. And when you're a 30, 31 year old man and you think that nothing can kill you and suddenly something can kill you, it really changes your mental, you know, approach and, and understanding of, of life, you know? And at the time for me, I was, you know, just in pain and um, had a lot of nausea from radiation, et cetera. And I was uh, prescribed medical marijuana, you know, to, you know, it was, I believe it was either Drobinol or Marinol. I can't remember the exact name of the prescription. But it was game changer for me. You know, it, it, it really helped. And I had actually seen that through another friend of mine years before who had stage four Hodgkins, who was, you know, balled up in a corner and, you know, really couldn't even eat or do anything and um, was prescribed the same. And, you know, then the next thing he wanted to, you know, go to Taco Bell and go to the clubs. You know, I mean, it, it changed his whole, like, demeanor and made him a person again, you know, so... I became a fan before I even had cancer through watching another friend with cancer who had worse cancer, frankly, than I did. So just moving forward, I've been a fan of, you know, this cannabinoids and how they can really, you know, I've, we've, I've done research and looked at how different cannabinoids affect your system, whether it's immunity, anxiety, you know, bone growth, it doesn't matter. And, and then how, how to then take a combination of those to hopefully, you know, feel better. I mean, the interesting thing about cannabinoids and, and how we're take, selling them and or using them is that when someone takes THC, they can feel it. You know, they get a little high, they understand it. But with some people, they expect when they're taking CBD to feel something. And we're trying to educate them. It's like, you're not going to necessarily feel it. Like when you take vitamin C, it's good for you, but you don't feel it, you know? And so this is, the goal is to just, get better over time and feel better over time. Yeah. And that's, you know, the education part is so vital to what you're doing in 2022. Obviously community is a buzzword that's used in the space for you guys. It sounds like really being in touch with your customers is so important to what you're doing. So how have you, you know, how do you engage with your community? How do you get that feedback from them? And how have you found best to stay in touch with them as you build this business? Well, and Les can chime in here a little bit, but I will tell you that we may get a lot of phone calls or emails after I say this, but we actually talk to our, our customers. And as painful as that is for a business that's running, that's trying to get more and more customers, you know, we are available, you know? So like when you think about e-commerce, people have these like automated abandoned cart messages. And, and of course we have all these things, right? Or they have these, these certain things, ways of handling their customers as they come through their process. 
But our first approach is usually pick up a phone uh, and call someone, send them a personal email. And I'm not talking like the personal email from a marketing standpoint where actually, you know, it looks it's like a personal thing, but you're stuff trying to sell. Yeah. We actually want to know why they didn't like a product if, if they have a problem. We want to work through that with them and try to find something that will work. Or if not, we learn and then we can adapt our products or we know it's not working for a certain type of person. Or we want to we want to hear about their experience through our website. So Les is amazing at customer uh, support. So if anyone wants to contact Les, he's the guy to contact. <laughs> well, well, I mean, so, you know, it's it's like it, having Jacob Tyler. We've worked in a lot of hospitality, and and our clients have been you know Four Seasons, Ritz Carlton, um, Terranea Resort, just really high end establishments and hospitality levels of customer service that honestly have trained me over the years and how important creating that customer experience is. And so Brendan kind of jokes with me because, you know, I handwrite a note in every package that goes out because that's how crazy I am. Because I want to give a customer the experience that, you know, they were, were, that they're important to us. You know, we want them to feel good. And, you know, Brendan and both Brendan and I have actually got on the phone, like he's saying, with customers when they purchase something, when they haven't purchased something, you know, we, we have customers who will say, hey, I, you know, I tried this and it wasn't really working for me. Can I up my dose? You know, and then we'll say, okay, before we even give you that answer, the answer is yes, you can up your dose. You can take more than one dose of this. It's not going to kill you. But before we even answer that, let's kind of find out a little more about you. Like, how old are you? You know, what are you, have you taken Ambien before? How, what, how long have you had sleeping problems? What other things are you dealing with, you know? And then, and we'll, and they love that, you know, customers love that we get on the phone and really have these conversations and, and it does help us learn. It helps us learn to potentially reformulate um, if, if something's off, you know, it helps us learn our demographic. It helps us learn where our products may be better than other, you know, or how they may affect certain people better than others. So it just helps us get better and better. And it's worth it for us as a small brand right now to do that. And, you know, by the way, we have thousands of customers. It's not like we have one customer and we have a lot of time to do this. You know, it's just, we want to, we just want to get better. Yeah, and I think that I would add to that by saying that when you asked something before Nigel, which was like about the brand, you know, when you own something that you believe in and you have this like to the core authenticity, right? You take the product yourself, it's changed your life. You are in it and invested in it. It's really easy to have those conversations with, with customers because you believe so much in the product. And it's also almost to the point where when you get those reviews or you have a customer who isn't happy, it's not that you want to prove it to them. You genuinely, you believe so much in your product. You just want to talk about why they're not having the same experience you are having. So the health and wellness business as a whole, and, and certainly CBD, it's crowded. You know, it's very crowded. And I would say that the if you're in the business or, or these brands that are coming in the business that aren't offering incredible differentiators, right? Like custom formulations like we're doing, or there's just, I don't know, I don't think there's a place anymore for that, right? There's not a place for just putting your label on someone else's product. And that authenticity is the main reason. The marketing challenges, all that stuff exists, but I'm talking about like, are you going to be able to get on the phone and talk to a customer and it be authentic when you're basically slapping your logo on someone else's product? The answer is no. And so that we have a very different approach because we believe in this product and everything we've done has been custom. Well, and, but by the way, though, Brendan, I mean, there is a place for it. It's just not for us. We see a lot of companies doing this and we're like, wow, you know, and, and so yeah. we always say with our struggles, we're like, 
you know, when we're struggling and having that day where it's like, wow, this is really tough. You know, we keep saying, look, the cream's going to rise to the top. Eventually, you know, the guys that are just trying to coast through this and the fakers and posers, they're going to die. And we just have to keep fighting. I believe that. I definitely believe that because like you said, there are so many companies out there who aren't doing those handwritten notes, who don't prioritize those phone calls, who do sit behind the screen. And guess what? They're probably running a load of other brands as well. And when the, obviously the customers come and you know do business with you guys and they get on the phone, they hear the founder, they hear the passion, that, again, the truth does rise to the top eventually. And I really do believe in that. And especially now we're coming into this so-called recession, you need to be doing those kind of things because these are the things that really do make a difference. And these, you know, your customers, your community will fight for you if you fight for them. And I really do believe in that. And that's it for part one. So part two, we're going to explore more about the unit economics. We're going to be talking about how they choose to go with micro-influencers as opposed to big celebrities and how to really nurture those relationships and how they're building their community from the ground up. Again, it's full of gold in there. These guys really know what they're talking about. If you do enjoy it, please share it with a friend today. Leave a review on your favorite platform and we'll see you on that next episode.